This is Gross Anatomy, where pop culture meets health culture. Let's get to it. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Happy Saturday or Sunday. You don't even know what day it is at Gross Anatomy here. Uh, All I know is it's a weekend and we're here. Yeah, it's a weekend of Gross Anatomy in our homes. I'm in my home. Yep, I'm in my home. And I got my cool headsets going. I love it. Yeah, the headsets sounding great. Do they? It's because yeah. I realized you have to plug them into the mic. I got we my figured mic. everything out. I got it. It's like a real podcast studio. I was listening to our previous episode where you were realizing that that must have been the problem the whole time. So I'm yeah. glad that you're trying it out. Yeah, I'm actually plugged in now. Like I, I yeah. I'm I'm finally coming around to learning about technology. I love it. I'm here for this new chapter for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're you're forcing me into the into the uh, light ages out of the dark. Someone's gotta. It's gonna be me or one of your kids. Probably. (laughs) Or all of the above. Yeah, exactly. We all came together and we got you here. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I am, I think I'm good. I'm on call this weekend. So I'm, I'm kind of working. So, uh, which is good and bad, but so I have to go around soon. So, uh, but hopefully I don't have to operate. Okay. So it's not like a full weekend for you. You can't like really unplug and relax the way you would. Oh yeah. To- yeah. Yeah. My family is actually, they're, they're all on a girl's trip, uh, down, um, in Rancho Palos Verdes, but I hung around because I have to uh, go to the hospital and stuff and round and be available and possibly operate and all that fun stuff. So it's just you and the dogs? Just me and the dogs. And actually one of our friends and lizard and cats, I actually (laughs) got to check on the cats. Um, One of our friends is actually house uh, staying at our house for a little bit bit too. It it seems like we always have someone staying here. So someone's staying here for a little bit. Oh, so you're not lonely. No. Plus, uh, I got to finish the bear last night. I, oh. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but uh, I finally finished the bear. You yeah. loved it? What did you think? It's just so, yeah, I did love it. It's so did good. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, so I good. loved it. Yeah. Although, it'd be nice to just, I mean, I know for drama's sake they don't, but it'd be nice if they could just have all victories, you know, instead of tragedy. But yeah. I know, you know they need to have some negative stuff for next season because I heard they're already filming next season. And in fact, when I was driving to work yesterday, I heard people in Chicago, if they want to um, get decent extra roles, um, there was there was a website that you could log into uh, to get cast as an extra uh, in the bear. So I forwarded my sister lives in Chicago, so I forwarded it to her. I don't know if she's going to uh, acknowledge it or not, but that would be fun. That's good to know. My brother used to live in Chicago and he did improv there. So I'm sure he knows some people who'd be wonderful at being extras. And there you go. That's such a good side gig. Watch the bear. I know I'm so off topic today. Yeah, Uh, no, that's relevant. We love the bear. It's always relevant. I loved the bear. It was one of my favorite shows in a very long time. Yeah. And, and just all, all the actors are great. I mean, I love, um, you know, the cousin guy. I don't know his name. Because uh, his name you know, is basically Cousin. Cousin, yeah. Yeah. He turns into this wonderful guy, you know, and I, lo- and I love his arc. He-, he has the best arc, I think. Yeah, that was one of my favorite transitions. We don't need to give anything away in case people haven't 
exactly. seen it, but um, definitely a character to watch. And he, and I loved that so much too. Yeah. And I also love Oliver Platt, you know, that actor. Which one is he? He's the one who plays the uncle, you know, the kind oh, of like- Oh, yeah, yeah, I love him. And And what I love about him is, I remember he's I think he's like my age or maybe a little bit older. And I remember his roles, you know, when I was younger and he was younger uh, in, in like Flatliners. Uh, um, uh, uh, do you remember that movie with Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland about these medical students who were putting um, who found that if they let themselves flatline and die briefly. They could have these cool outer body, um, you know, experiences and see the see the world beyond. And then they'd have to bring them back. And so I, Oliver Platt always is a character from that movie, I, I remember. For you. Yeah, that sounds a little risky, but I love the premise. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, weird kind of medical, weird, hokey. You know, these days we could just do shrooms rather than fat line. Right. Yeah, there's other ways to get in touch with the universe, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, one of the books I read was you had to like die or almost die to have these kind of magic experiences. Anyway, so yeah, I think that's not a foreign concept. And maybe that'll maybe. be another topic. Maybe, maybe that could be another podcast topic. Yeah. Near death experiences. That would yes. be really interesting. I feel like there are a lot of wild stories about that. Yes. Um, but what is happening right now with the Royals? That's what I was going to bring up with you today. That's been top of mind, top of news. That's on topic. What's happening? Yeah. There's so many and, things. And the pertinent thing about that is Bernice and I, the master injector and I are actually watching very slowly, but we've been watching the crown. So oh. it's, so I mean, it's even more on my mind, you know, uh, the, the fact that of the whole Royals illnesses. Um, what intrigues me about the whole thing is, why are they so reluctant to tell everybody exactly what's going on with them? Like, the, why either tell us nothing right. or, or or tell us the whole story for the for the sake of helping people? Why do they even need to tell? Why can't they just say, "Oh yeah, they're sick"? What, what that that's what I don't totally understand is just say either they're taking a break or a rest or whatever, or they're sick or the da da da. Don't give us a teaser. Is it? Are they? Why? Why are they giving us like a tease? They have this, but they don't have that. They're in for a two-week surgery, but it, we can't tell. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like violate their personal stuff, but don't totally. It doesn't. But that's not what, fully. Yeah, that's what that confuses is, me a little bit. It feels a little arbitrary for sure that they're like making these rules of like we can tell you half their medical history but not the other half. I have a few thoughts. I mean, there's also so many conspiracy theories on that, like why they do that or don't do that. One, there's a bunch of I'm sure as you're watching The Crown, you're noticing or having the same thoughts. There's all these weird observations of like a history of health issues with the royal family. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure for various reasons, but uh so I think it's not surprising. It just does feel like they're all back to back. And then other people are saying like, maybe some of it, it could be mental health and they're not willing to share that. So they're saying it's physical health. The, oh, Kate, so the Kate thing was first. There was two theories. Maybe it was a mental health thing. She needed a break or that she was having a pretty routine surgery that something went awry. And that's why she needed to stay for two weeks and then three months of no work. Right. So there's a lot more to the story. I know, but the fact that they say that then then causes everybody to speculate all this weird stuff. Don't you think it would be better if, although I don't know, if if they 
came up with a, either a better lie or, <laughs> yeah. or right? a more uh, specific lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, she's having a surgery. It's not da da da, but she's going to be in the hospital for two weeks. Like that is. But maybe it's really private, you know? And right. so, and people are nosy. So if they just said she's having a surgery, they would already speculate, you know, people would already yeah. come up with these theories. But if they say she's having abdominal surgery, which some people are also saying could be like a gynecological thing, she had a bunch of kids in a really short period of time, right? Like she had yeah. like three yeah. kids and whatever span of time yeah. but the um, weird part about you know healthcare is no one stays planned in the hospital for two weeks like that that doesn't exist in the olden days it did like when i was when i was a kid for sure it existed like you would have a surgery and and you'd be told you're going to be in the hospital for a while but these days even for major surgeries they get you out as you know after a couple of days, which is nuts. Like, like even the biggest colon surgery, they want to get you yeah. out certainly in less than a week, maybe even three to five days. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I mean, and there's a lot of doctors. I was looking some of this up and there's so many doctors with their own theories. So I forget what show he was on, but there was a doctor that was saying that's why he, he thought maybe there's a complication or an infection in a regular mm. surgery that led to it lasting maybe much longer than it should have that, that recovery time. So I right. thought that was kind of an interesting right. take. Again, not our business, but it is interesting. Obviously the, the less information they give us, we're all going to speculate more. So I agree. I think it would be almost better to know more, but it could be really private. Maybe it's like yeah. an, she's opting into a ovarian thing or yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, it could be something that's like a really personal decision, but right. everyone's maybe, curious. Um, or maybe she's having like, um, you know, some major kind of cosmetic thing, you know, like, yeah. uh, like a double or, or, or like you said, a genetic thing, like maybe God forbid she, they found she has the breast cancer gene and she's yeah. having a double mastectomy and they're, they're then doing this fancy kind of flap where they take skin and muscle and soft tissue from her side or her abdominal wall and they flap it up and, then it makes sense. You could be in the hospital for a long time, but the fact that they're so vague. Yeah. The fact yeah. that they're so vague, like, why not just say she's going away for two weeks. She's on vacation for two weeks at her family or like a retreat, but she can't yeah. go anywhere for two weeks where people can't find her. So it has to be medical for people to not go bother her. Right. I think they're the like, only other, the only other thought I had too, though, is these days when people have like major cosmetic surgery in, in the U S especially in LA, these days when when people have surgery in LA you know especially like a concierge kind of thing they'll go to like a hotel or like yeah. or, or if they're super wealthy they'll set something up at the house you know at, at patients houses you know where they basically could get a whole mini hospital going so that's what's kind of weird why didn't they just set it up but I, she I, can't I, go to her like there's no privacy at her house yeah. or a hotel probably the hospital is the only place she gets privacy you know yeah, yeah. But that yeah. does lead me, I think that's an interesting theory that it's cosmetic. However, they were so open about um, the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, which I've heard people call her Fergie, which I Fergie. thought was funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. She was really open about she had breast cancer and had a mastectomy and a reconstructive surgery. And they were like completely open about it. There was no hush hush privacy about right. that. So I don't know why they would, unless Kate's much more private, you know, right. why they would be so Although- yeah, Private I guess her. maybe because Fergie's not in line to the throne or something, and maybe she yeah. should. 
on her own, kind of like the same way Harry is exposing everything. Yeah, it's different. And yeah. then also, Fergie found out she had malignant malnoma the same mm. year. This poor woman. It is really wild. I guess is that not out of is that not crazy for you to have two types of cancer like that in the same year? Like it could have spread or like, is that usual? In the same year is kind of not very common, but, but the one thing is patients with cancers sometimes tend to get cancers. You know, there is some aspect to that and there could be even some familial um, genetic syndromes where someone could have breast and breast cancer and melanoma. So, so that's not, but, but that fact that it happens so quickly, uh, is sad and, and, and not, not so common. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a fighter. And then King Charles had an enlarged prostate. See, they weren't private about that. It's could be private, but it was non-cancerous. So it's like Kate's is the most mysterious of them all. But then they did say he has some kind of cancer or something else, but it's not prostate, which is also weird. It's it's weird the way they're spinning things. But but um, just like in The Crown, you see, you know, they make mistakes, too. Yeah. The only other thing I want to say about Fergie with her melanoma is uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to watch the Bob Marley um, movie coming out yes. this month. Um, and the interesting thing about Bob Bob Marley is he was a Rastafarian, and you know, there's that was his religion, or, or um, and there's certain. I, I think I don't I don't know that much about it, but he died. You know what he died of? I thought he was killed. No, he died of malignant melanoma, same oh. kind of cancer that Brady so had. So he was shot, but he survived and then died of melanoma. He was shot. Wasn't he, wasn't he shot? I don't know. Or was that just his song? I shot the sheriff, but was he shot? No, he died of malignant Attempted melanoma. Attempted assassination of Bob Marley in December 3rd, 1976. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But yeah, no, but he died of melanoma of the toe, believe it or not. He had what's oh. called a subungal melanoma. And usually it's a rare type of melanoma, uh, especially, and, and it's harder to pick up in people who are black because it's a pigmented cancer, but he got it in his toe. And usually if it's caught early enough, which I think his might've been, the mm -hmm. treatment is an amputation of the toe. Oh, but and, yeah, your life, you'll take right. get rid of the toe. Give me my life. And the story goes is because of his religion, he didn't, he refused to have his toe amputated. What? And then that led to the spread of the melanoma and he eventually died. That uh, it, it, that's, that's what I've read. I, I think I'm correct. Hopefully we could fact check that. But, but as far as I know, that's, that's what happened to Bob Marley, why he died so young. It does say a dark spot appeared under his toenail attributed yeah. to a soccer injury, but it was eventually diagnosed with a rare aggressive type of skin cancer called acro. I'm going to butcher this yeah. acrolentiginous melanoma. Yeah. I don't know what's true about whether he would or would not remove the toe, but him having cancer. Yeah. Was it, true on his right yeah. big toe. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting and and those cancers appear in the nail bed often and that's what often happens is people think, "Oh, I had an injury, you know, I banged my finger and that's why it's black and blue or looks funny." Mm. And so um, one of the skin checks when when patients go to the dermatologist and get you know a cancer skin check is we look in the nail beds to see if there's any you know funny pigmented thing under the fingernails or toenails because that could be a sign of a type of melanoma.
Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to that movie. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought it up. I can't. Every time I go and there's a trailer, I'm like, this looks so beautiful and so moving. And the music. I haven't seen the trailer. I'm just seeing the billboards. Oh, okay. Watch yeah. the trailer. The trailer's awesome. It really oh, got cool. me excited. Oh, um, cool. Also, I had a. You know how some of your friends you've said are kind of, what's it called when you like self-diagnose? Yes, hypochondriac. Um, yeah, so I had a freak out because I had what looked like a splinter under my nail. And right. I was like convinced I was dying. I sent pictures to my doctor and she was like, I think you're fine. But I, you know, you can go down a WebMD yes. rabbit hole. I think what happened was I just damaged my actual nail bed and it was like a little blood splinter. Yeah. But I I'm had it on a few I nails. A I know, I should have sent it to you. But if I knew that there was a type of melanoma related to a bruise under the nail. I probably would have immediately sent it to you, but I didn't know that was a risk. I just knew it was unusual. And then when I looked it up, there was all these kind of crazy things. It could be like a heart condition or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I, and then it ended up just being that I was, I think overdoing it with my actual nails. Yeah. (laughs) So be careful ladies. Yeah. There's an, there's an interesting thing also with fingernails um, called clubbing where, where the fingernails kind of get like, um, clawed a little bit and and clawed brittly yeah they kind of look a little like claws i know what you mean i've seen that even on people i know like right. where it it, be, they start to curve yeah. right and it could be a normal thing but it also sometimes is a sign believe it or not of lung cancer you know really? of, of not getting enough oxygen and something like that yeah that's which is a bizarre thing yeah clubbing the nails or some kind of heart issue too i've heard of if you're turning yellow or what's it called that that's a sign of yeah of your kidney what's it what's it a sign of liver Liver. oh liver so but i would never have thought of of your nails or like being a sign of cancer but i guess anything your body tries to communicate to you in so many ways i'm convinced anytime something's wrong my mom has this since now i think as i'm getting older i get it if she's about to get sick she gets like a rash her body's like you know like all over her chest or Something where it's trying to tell you, like, you need to rest yeah, before and you even get sick. T- totally. And, and that's one of the fun things about being a doctor that I tell my pre-med students always is, is we're kind of like um, detectives a little bit, you yeah. know, when you're, when you're there, you know, really observe the patient and, and look at all of them. And when you're talking to them, look at their hands and their eyes and their, you know, the, the, their color and, and because you'll find things and, and even their body habitus and how they're behaving and, and they're sweating or their hair and, mm-hmm. and this and that. And, and it's kind of a fun thing. Abraham Varighese, the, the, the doctor author who's written um, a whole bunch of books, The Tennis Partner is one of them and Cutting for Stone. And he's written a new book now that I need to read. I actually um, reached out to to try to get him to be a uh, guest on the podcast. And I got a response from his publicist saying they're too busy. Yeah. Um, but at least, they, at least they gave us a response. But he talks about like he, he's kind of one of those old fashioned doctors, at least in his book, he is that really pays attention to the patient. And and uh, and I, I recommend reading, reading uh, uh, at least. Um, Cutting for Stone or The Tennis Partner. I haven't read his new one, uh, which is supposedly wonderful too. But but he, in his book, describes how, you know, observing the patient and seeing everything and all diagnostic signs, it's kind of a cool thing that we don't do as much these days in medicine because we could scan everybody. Yeah, that's true. I feel like 
medicine probably used to be pretty intuitive in a lot of ways of paying attention to those little signs or has anything else been out of the ordinary? You know, people having to communicate that because you weren't able to do whatever scans that you guys have are able to do now. So that's interesting to think of it that way. And I think it's a good reminder. I, I do this now that I've had weird health things, nothing serious, but my doctor's always be like, oh, you're so in tune. If I'm like, oh, well, this happened and I was like four days off on my period or something, you know, where she's like, yeah. oh, you're so like you pay attention because I'm like, well, isn't it annoying when you can't figure out what's wrong and then your doctor tries to ask you, you know, when was your last period or what was this? And you don't know anything like, you're like oh, I haven't been paying attention. So yeah. I think it's a good reminder for people too. if something's wrong. My mom taught me that she'll like journal it. Yeah. She's like you write, like write it down. It's kind of helpful. Probably babies taught her that because she was like, you know, I was really early four weeks or something and she said she at the beginning would write down all these things she's yellow i put her in the sun like her poop was like this like i think that i'm observing wow. so she could um, share it with you know my doctor or her doctor or whoever so i she, think it's good did she make you a beautiful baby book <laughs> she what did she do there's a little piece of my hair in there i think she was a little stressed the book didn't carry on past much past like two Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, the book made it for a little, but there's not like the albums of my life. But she does. Yeah. We have some fun home video and stuff. Like, there's definitely pictures. They're just not all in one place. Right. They're kind of scattered throughout the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But I always think that's really helpful. Like if I go to my doctor and I'm like, oh, you know, I had a breathing issue one time. I started this job on this day and it started that day that I was having trouble. Oh, yeah. Click, click. I had an allergy. You yeah, know, so sure. it's it's good to note that stuff especially when you're coming in with like stomach intestinal things and, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what I ate. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always like, did, did it have to do with eating something or when you ate it? Or that's, that's something I'll always ask people. Yeah. I think that's helpful. I had um, some stomach stuff. And if you don't know, then they make you go on a low FODMAP diet or something. So you get rid of everything. And then right. as you reintroduce things, then you have to note is it so that's the reverse so start noting it before you have to do that then you'll know what your sensitivities are because then yeah. every time you reintroduce onions bell peppers gluten then you'll notice yeah. oh this makes me sick it was actually this you know but the converse i have to say is sometimes good too like there there is something to be to ignorance is bliss you know mm -hmm. so sometimes we're a little hyper totally hyper there's all these tests now yeah on top of ourselves. and so I don't know. You got to find that happy balance, I think. What are you drinking, by the way? I see you I'm, drinking. I'm drinking out of my Berkeley Pete's oh, mug. Nice. Uh -huh. uh, it's a matcha latte. What are you drinking out of your Minions mug? This is Hannah's Minion mug that she forgot to take with her to college, so I, I like it. I'm drinking just some Sadaf uh, tea with honey and lemon. Cardamon oh. Sadaf tea with honey and lemon. That feels like a healthy choice. Do you not do coffee? No, I'm, I had my coffee. Now oh. I'm... I, 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 I got up much earlier. A friend, uh, a friend texted me actually um, early this morning, and I. Uh, Are you a one cup a dayer? No, no, I'm as many cups as it takes. <laughs> as you need to get through all totally. the things. Okay, yeah. I have some trends for us to go over, and I think yes. I'm going to do them out of order because one of them is feeling pretty relevant. There's two parts to the sunscreen trend. One of which I didn't outline for us, but you sent me an influencer who is getting direct sun without sunscreen. And I've actually seen this girl I used to follow, Loni Jane, who is um, Australian and you know, the sun's super strong there. She used to post that too, like 10 minutes a day, no sunscreen, direct sun. 
and listing yeah. like all these benefits of getting that direct son. So I know that's a little controversial, but I thought that was interesting. And I know you thought it was interesting too. Do you have thoughts on it? Yeah. And someone sent it to me. I, I, that's why it, it and saying, oh, it sounds interesting about, uh, well, I think it's interesting on, for many reasons. It's, it's the um, Maria Menunos who, who is, is an oh. actress and an influencer and a, I think she was a host of some TV show and stuff, um, and and she was the one who posted about her her. Um, I thought she had cancer at some point. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, she had a she had two cancers, which is because you know, I was researching her a little bit, which is interesting too. She had both pancreas cancer and a type of brain cancer, and her you know talking about two cancers at once. So her brain cancer was a benign tumor in the brain called a meningioma. Um, and, and she had surgery for that and she's fine. And then she had a pancreas cancer, a real pancreatic cancer, the kind that Steve Jobs had, the less, it, it's definitely bad, you know, a pancreas cancer, but it's not as fatal and horrible as the, you know, the evil pancreas cancer that everybody talks about. That's adenocarcinoma, the pancreas. She had a neuroendocrine pancreatic cancer that's much more treatable um, and even to some degree curable. Uh, and and I think, you know, she's doing fine. She, she had surgery and ha just has to be closely watched and monitored. But the interesting thing, and I'm wondering, you know, I, as a cancer surgeon myself, um, and as someone who likes the endocrine types of cancers, because I do thyroid and parathyroid, those are those are the cancers I I tend to and and surgeries I tend to do the most of, mm -hmm. um, is that it, it it clicked in my brain, and I'm hoping that they ruled her out for a certain type of of. Uh, syndrome, uh, an endocrine cancer syndrome that's potentially even familial called MEN1 or multiple endocrine neoplasia that also has other types of um, endocrine abnormalities associated with it. And so I'm just wondering, I, I don't, I, I wonder if I should randomly try to reach out to her and say, hey, did, did anyone, did this trigger anything? I'm, I'm sure she you know, she's probably all over the internet and stuff and, and probably saw some smart doctors, but it, it just made me wonder, could she have this possible syndrome that also has parathyroid issues, which is something I do a lot of, but also other types of cancers. And then it may even be worth screening her family. And her mom, it turned out, had a brain cancer too, a bad brain cancer and, and actually died from it. But but getting back, I, I totally deviated because I didn't expect to see all that when I was looking up the sun stuff, you know. Yeah. There's something to it, what she's saying. I don't know so much about the lack of sunscreen thing. Um, but yeah, the real or fake trends. I'm like, does the sunscreen thing feel real or fake? Because we've been told one thing our whole life, you know? Yeah. How important sunscreen is. Yeah. And, and sunscreen is important or sunblocks, you know, not and, and certainly mm -hmm. sun tanning isn't necessarily good. But we we definitely do need to be in the sun. We need vitamin D. Right. And vitamin D, is, you know, the way we get our vitamin D should be and always is from the sun. That's how we make our vitamin D and and help with our pigments of our skin. Also, our melatonin and, and, and things which also help with our sleep wake cycles. So and sometimes it does feel kind of arbitrary. So it's it's really like a non-conclusive because it feels like, you know, Bob Marley on his toe, that feels so kind of arbitrary. I guess you're not putting, you're not going to put sunscreen on your toenail, right? No, so not only that, you're going to be wearing wouldn't shoes. Have, yeah, well, he might have been barefoot a lot if right, it's hot there right. and, yeah. or, or like sandals, but 
um, yeah, some of that feels like kind of out of your control, but then maybe someone who's really fair skinned, like the Duchess of York sunscreen might've really done helped her a lot, you know? So it feels I, like it's really a case by case, everything in moderation. Like you maybe shouldn't be sunbathing, but that right. 10 minutes a day thing, I'm like, that doesn't feel so crazy to me, but again, we're not, I'm sure if we asked a dermatologist or there's probably a lot of varying dermatologists have different opinions on that. No, no, but being outside for health in general is very important. Staying inside is bad, you know, and, and so getting Agreed. going outside and going for a walk in the daylight is important and, and cover up, you know, you, you don't necessarily need sunscreen. You just, you know, cover your, wear a hat, you know, wear sleeves and things like that and cover up and, but get a little sun, but definitely, you know, when I was a kid, we used to, um, slather ourselves in oil, you know, yeah. even baby oil. And, and then you'd see the pick people with the reflectors, you know, trying to get even more sun on like them. Like baking themselves. Yeah. Baking. Exactly. Truly. My mom used to do that. She was She's a big, I think she and um, the master injector both have, just from even an aesthetic mindset of like, your skin ages faster with the sun. So I know yeah. your wife and my mom have always been like, I wish I did the sunscreen thing when I was younger, do it now. Yeah. Because my mom was like, yeah, we used to lay out with baby oil yeah. and just bake. And then you have all these sunspots. So I think it's that moderation of, yeah, maybe don't do that. A little yeah. sun is healthy, that vitamin D, but uh, we For don't sure. need to be baking ourselves alive there. No way. No way. So the trend that I read about um, while we're inconclusive on real or fake. No, no, we're sunscreen. conclusive. You think it's sunscreen is what? fake? No, I think sunscreen's okay, but I think okay. the type of I think I think the type of sunscreen is important. And and getting back to Bernice the master injector, I I think a block is better than, um, you know, certain healthy blocks are better than like lotions that are not, that have weird chemicals and things like that. Yeah. I've seen also, there's so many different, I use a physical sunscreen, which people don't like because it leaves white cast. Right. But I like, I like it. Cause I have like, there's nothing weird in it and that makes me feel comfortable, but I get, it's like, uh, you know, it's not always the vibe, but the one that's trending right now is a birch juice sunscreen. So there's this one brand selling it. It says it's a mildly sweet liquid. So funny people are tasting it, but I guess, you know, it's a juice first um, from various species of birch trees that have been in Northern Europe, Russia, and other parts of the world forever as a health tonic. But the interest now is that it has UV protection, which I'm sure people were using it for for years. And then all of a sudden they're realizing we could use it now. So yeah. a few sunscreen brands have been selling it. It's also not that expensive for something that's really trending. It was $28 on Round Lab. So that's one of the brands that's selling it. But I did notice, and again, I'm not a skincare expert. We should have Master Injector read the ingredients list. There was just a lot of ingredients for mm -hmm. me. I don't know if just the juice alone maybe isn't enough, you know? Yeah. So they yeah. had to mix, and it's like a weird texture probably. So I do think it's interesting to try like a plant-based, I mean, I guess most sunscreens are, it's not a, if you're not using a chemical sunscreen, but mm -hmm. I think that's interesting and I would be interested to try it, but I would love to find a brand that has fewer ingredients in it. So yeah, that was my only, my only my uh, only qualm with that trend. Um, okay. And then there were a few other things that came up, like there are sunscreens that block blue light now because we're at screens all day, and that's always uh, good to be mindful of. 
They have iron oxide, which is effectively blocking blue light. So if that's important to you. And then there's all these ceramide sunscreens because everybody's protecting their skin barrier now and ceramides are trending. And then a glowing sunscreen, which leaves your skin pearlescent, which I'm guessing isn't going to be your physical sunscreen if it's making you pearly. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I, I have to confess, I, um, I like sunbun. Sunbum. Sunbum. I know you told us because uh, yeah. you like the smell. I love the smell. I as long as that. you're using it and it's not yeah. toxic, I think. Well, it might it be. It has right. a ton of ingredients. Like so, although they do have like one nature, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, they have a physical one. They do. Line, sell yeah, that's, yeah. That's supposedly better, but it doesn't smell as good, you know. Yeah. Sometimes the yeah. fragrance. I know I'm always careful with fragrance because apparently you can just say fragrance and you don't have to list the chemicals you use to make the fragrance when you're doing, at least in this country, maybe in like Europe, you have to, but um, that always makes me kind of wary when I see fragrance. So unless it's like lavender essential oil fragrance, then I'm like, okay. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're sensitive, I'm so sensitive. I'll try something Mm. new and it's just like rash. So I won't use anything Mm. fragranced, but it does help that if it makes you use it and it agrees with your skin, keep going. Yeah, it doesn't disagree, at least. And yeah. I love the smell. I put it in my hair. I think I told you that. Oh, yeah. It's your it's your new hair gel. It's my hair gel. I love it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The next trend that I forgot to talk about, because it's honestly so present that, I don't know, I just like kind of glazed over, <laughs> is mouth taping. Have you been hearing about this? Mm-hmm. Mouth taping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mouth taping right now? Um, yeah, I was pretending to mouth tape. Didn't I feel like we did mention mouth taping or something, didn't we? Or no? Maybe lightly with a leaky, but I don't know yeah. if we dove into I went to a breathwork class recently and the teacher was like, you know, it's good in this class to breathe out your mouth, because in breathwork we are focused on a deeper breath. But right. he was saying generally you want to be breathing through your nose, and especially when you're sleeping, there's all these benefits it's my whole tiktok feed so that's why i'm kind of like glazing over it sometimes Mm. but there are a ton of positive side effects apparently for mouth taping especially if you are a mouth breather i don't do it because i've noticed i wake up with my mouth shut and i am breathing through my nose Mm. but if you're not apparently it can make you have the best night's sleep your mouth uh, is not dry your immunity is better because you're not like breathing in you know breath is better how does the taping, how, how do you tape your mouth? Is it a certain kind of tape? Like It's a surgical a, tape. Surgical tape and you shut so, your mouth. You've got access to it. Just like a piece over your, because if you use scotch tape, you probably like sweat it off, you know? Right. So One, they're saying a surgical tape, like a tiny piece. And you sleep with that tape. Yeah. So you put it on right before bed. It stops you from snoring and helps you have a deeper sleep with less dry mouth. It says it can improve your appearance, I think, because like your jaw. I don't know if that's real. But blood pressure, jawline, fatigue, concentration. I don't know how, I do think probably like the breath and the snoring thing makes sense to me. If you're a snorer, that might actually be nice. I don't don't support it. No, I think it's bad for so many reasons. A, it probably can't be good for your skin of your lips to tape your lips to sleep and and whatever. It definitely might irritate your skin. Mm. But also, what if, you know, you start coughing in the middle of the night or what if, uh, I I don't know, it just seems like it's dangerous possibly, you know? What if your nose gets clogged in the middle of the night? I will say I thought I'm a little congested. Hopefully no one can tell, but I am. Me too. I thought I can't, I couldn't do it 
right now. I still seem to be fine sleeping with my mouth shut, but when you're sick, I think you just yeah. got to breathe, you know, you whether breathe. it's through your mouth or nose. But yeah. when I'm when you're feeling healthy, I think it makes sense that ideally you'd want to sleep through your nose at night. Yeah. It's quieter. Why why is it better to breathe through our nose? Do you know why? I think it's something there's a few reasons. It was one of it was if you snore, it's usually when your mouth is open, which no, no, I have. But why, why is it healthier to breathe through your nose? Maybe a nervous system thing. Let's look up. No, um, no, I'm telling you. I'm about to, I'm quizzing oh, you. Oh. I, it's because our nose, you know, with all our nose hairs and everything's filth, theoretically filter out the original bacteria filter. Yeah. and particles and all of that. So theoretically, you know, that that's that's one of the theoretical reasons why it might be healthier. It's less likely to, to get sick and bacteria and this and, and weird environmental stuff that might be floating around. That's, that's what our nose theoretically is doing. But I got to tell you, I don't totally understand why in exercise classes they want us to breathe through our nose as opposed to through oh. our mouth well, i don't you're, totally you're get referencing that. not all exercise classes you're referencing yoga specifically yoga right? no but, but even like when you're running yoga. even when mm. you're running like they're like they, uh, they i haven't noticed that in a running class no? like but i have noticed breath is a, such a big part of yoga we should have a leaky on to talk about it but yeah i know that my i've had yoga teachers say like your breath is your prana and there's a specific way in, yeah. in the history of yoga that they found you can deepen your practice because there's breath work does help you get into an altered mental right. state. So I think that yeah. part of yoga people forget is very mental and not just physical. So I think that breath is really important. I remember I had a, I took a class where the teacher was really focused on opening your throat, breathing through your nose, but having a deep like, right. like ujjayi breathing, ujjayi, ujjayi. breath. Yeah. yeah. Ujjayi. So we're not experts on the topic, but I think for no. yoga, it is important. So there must be some history to why they think it's important to breathe through your nose. And I think people right. are getting interested in that now. My only thought is maybe, and I don't totally know why, I, I, because, you know, when we need air, it's easier to get it through our mouth than through our nose, like when we're gasping for breath. But I think nose breathing allows you to slow down your breathing i think that that's my and, and when you're slowing your breathing down then you are kind of concentrating more and more meditative that that's my only thought do you want to hear what my google ai is saying yeah what is it saying yeah. i opted in for the ai controversial okay, yeah, yeah. but i like it um there's a few reasons. One of them people are saying is oral health because you're drying out your mouth. If you're only sleep breathing through your mouth, it's, it's more, I think most important at night, but okay. Okay. even during the day, if you're just breathing through your nose, you can increase the risk of gum inflammation and bad mm. breath because you're drying out your mouth. Mm. And then there's a few other things. I think part of what I said with the like circulation is that breathing through your nose releases nitric oxide which increases carbon dioxide in the blood i don't know how or why that makes sense maybe we need to have an expert on breath work come tell us but yeah. this is what the this is what the people are saying it's supposed to be a better breath for you with more oxygen interesting yeah so i don't know take what you will i i think to your point if you need to breathe through your mouth just breathe you know, yeah, don't shame true. yourself into if you're congested and you need to sleep, oh, take yeah. the mouth tape off, go to bed. But yeah. if it's easy for you, then why not? Yeah. Mouth taping makes me think of my dad, who is a weird wacko guy who 
always had this crazy thing about uh, I, I, you know, he was very paranoid about his nose going down, you know, and mm. kind of being a down nose, like hanging down. So he used to always walk around pushing his nose up, uh, so much so that sometimes he'd actually put a piece of scotch, uh, scotch tape on his nose and tape it to his forehead so that his nose would be up and he'd walk around the house like that. So his nose would stay up. And if he were like doing stuff to annoy us, or we just wanted to be annoying to him, even as little kids, he would hate it. If we would push his nose down, he'd get all upset. And then he'd spend time pushing his nose back up. Cause that was and, his fear. Uh, that was his fear. I, I wonder how he would have dealt with masks. Cause I notice people with masks, you know, it really smushes your nose down. And oh uh, yeah, we did talk about this cause I'm having deja vu. Last time we talked about mouth taping pretty lightly, I think. Yeah. This came up and I was telling you that my sister-in-law kept trying to take my um, brother's mask off because she was like, I don't want you to have a droopy nose. Like right. it was exactly. she was afraid it was making his nose uh, pulled down. So I think, I think it is. I'm glad the mask phase is lightened. We don't Thank have God. to wear them all day because I Thank also God. had that yes. fear. Um, yes. I always think of whenever I watch like an 80s movie or like there's like a schoolyard bully, they call yeah. someone a mouth breather. And it was an insult. So it, I think intuitively it is a weird thing. Like if someone's like, you kind of know something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Someone yeah. who's a mouth breather. So I think naturally most people are breathing through their nose. So it is kind of an outlier thing. Interesting. That's my hot take. Okay. Have you ever noticed people who are loud nose breathers though? Only in yoga. Not, I don't think, I've never noticed someone I think they're not breathing that loud if they're breathing through their nose. I've seen some loud nose breathers. My camera's doing funny stuff. Are yeah. you noticing that? It's okay. It doesn't matter okay. because people okay. can't see you. It annoys people me, should. but- But no they should. They should see my hat, my Grossinger's hat. You're grossing. Do, do you know what this hat is? No, tell me. Have you heard of Grossinger's? No. Aw, no one knows what this hat is. It's, <laughs> it's um, have you heard of the Catskills? Yes. Yeah, so- you know, in the olden days, you know, when I was a kid, the Catskills, upstate New York, was this place where mostly Jews went to kind of go hang out at these hotels and you would go there and kind of just relax and have fun. It was before airline tr travel was cheap. And and that's where all, all the all the Jews went, basically. And kind of it was a little bit like Dirty Dancing, a mm. little bit Miss Maisel. A little bit, a bunch of different things. And and uh, so one of the hotels was Grossinger's. And my sister got me this hat because it was a place my family and I would sometimes go to. It's where I learned to ice skate and then we used to swim and toboggan. And it's the one and only time as a kid I went skiing and I cried the whole time and, and lasted Not two for seconds. you. Yeah. No, at that time, it was not for me. It was not. I no. love that. It sounds like happy memories are tied to the it was, hat. It was great memories. Yeah. Well, I have one more trend for you because okay. we really had so many hot topics to go over for today. So we're going to do one more real or fake trend. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is real or fake because it's happening, but I've seen a few of this of these on TikTok and they kind of freaked me out. So then I saw it in my exploding topics email and decided we should talk about it. Mm -hmm. Limb lengthening surgery. Yeah. Have you been hearing about this? You know, I you sent me you sent me this, so I did a little bit of a dive myself. The answer is no. I, I I haven't heard about it as a real standard accepted cosmetic thing, but I but I saw it's happening. 
It's kind of freaking me out. I didn't know this was possible. It feels a little Frankenstein to me. And I did see one girl on TikTok who she was just sharing that she was upset that she'd done it and her body looked completely different than she thought. And it was extremely painful. Yeah. So she wanted to be taller, like a model. She was already so beautiful. And I mean, who cares anyway? That's very subjective, but she was already kind of classically societally beautiful, but she wanted to be taller, like a model, because that's what we see in all our pictures and videos. And so she did this limb lengthening surgery, a cosmetic elected procedure. And she was like, it was so painful. Yeah. I was so unhappy. Yeah. And I wish I didn't do it. So I think it's always like, you probably, most people are seeing the beautiful aftershots, but it sounds like it was a, a hard experience. Yeah, it makes me think of two things. One, uh, the movie Gattaca. Do you remember? Do, did you see the movie Gattaca, which is a great movie with Ethan Hawke, Jude Law, um, Uma Thurman? That from sounds Azalean. so familiar. It's a great I, it makes movie. me think of those like stretching, like Princess Bride, where I, when they're like stretching him out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, it made me think of that. It sounds so yeah. like medieval to me. Yeah, but but in Gattaca, um, the Ethan Hawke character. It's all about the future where everybody Mm. is predetermined, you know, they're made in test tubes and they're not love babies anymore. But Ethan Hawke's character was a love baby and he um, uh, had a brother who was a genetic perfect baby and, and all the perfect kids you know, got to exceed and, and, and excel and, and succeed but he wanted to join the space program to go to space. And so he was wealthy enough that he was able to buy Jude Law's identity, but Jude Law was much taller. So in order to to meet the requirement, he had to have limb lengthening surgery. So so he had that surgery on his legs to, to get the height. Um, so that's what it, it made me think of. But it's a really interesting movie, futuristic, um, really done well. Great, great actors. Alan Arkin's in it, too, who, who's great. Um, it sounds and then, interesting. And they were talking about it. That was 97. So they're yeah. ahead of this trend. Yeah. But then actually a colleague of mine who crazily isn't alive anymore, who's who's like my age, who 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 was a surgeon and tragic and great guy had this injury and hurt his leg so badly that he had like crazy infection and kind of lost part of his bone. And he had to have like a limb lengthening thing in order for his leg to heal and Mm. be the same size as the other leg. And yes, the answer is it's very painful. Mm. Um, You know, I was reading that, oh, it's only painful for a few days. I don't, I don't believe that unless it's done in little kids, you know, who, who aren't aware Already of growing don't, don't remember and, yeah. or something, but yeah, I, it's gotta be very painful and there are definitely infection issues and risks. And so m- my feeling on the whole thing is proceed with caution. Yeah. I, I think anything that's like an elected cosmetic surgery is like, you got to out, you have to really weigh the cost benefit of like if it's really going to change your happiness and will it be, will the pain be worth yeah. it? So yeah. in case anyone wants a little bit more detail, it is a surgical procedure involves gradually increasing the length of the bone with a rod being inserted into the femur that's later lengthened by approximately one millimeter per day. Ouch. It sounds like 
Growing Pains 10X. The patient's yeah. bone eventually grows over the rod. Yeah. The surgery has been traditionally used to reduce or correct limb lengthening discrepancies, which makes sense. I remember seeing a kid on my dive team. His one leg was significantly uneven and he was, it gave him like a limp and he, I could see if that was so uncomfortable and you were able to even them out. And maybe that was already painful for him and his hips and his back. Right. That might feel worth it. And it totally makes sense. Yeah, that to me makes sense. It's become increasingly popular as an elective procedure amongst shorter men, which makes yeah. me, that makes me kind of sad because I feel like women are already in this place of trying to be like perfect based on society's norms. And like, if men are doing that too, that makes me a little bit sad. And I hope the short kings don't feel they need that to find love. You don't yeah. need to be tall. You can find your people. So California Clinic reported that the number of men voluntarily opting for the surgery has doubled over the last three years. So really recently, it seems that it's become really popular, especially in this state. That's amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah. It's kind of freaky, but also, you know, do what makes you happy. No judgment. Right. Although I think it's very expensive. Yeah. That, but something else I was reading, like it's, it is not cheap. So... I can't imagine it would be like, unless you have that specific limb issue, why would insurance cover it? Yeah. Yeah. You but, know? And even if it's paid for though, I think it's, I mean, wildly expensive. Yeah. I think it's wildly expensive. Damn. Well, that's everything I have today as far as what's going on. That's good stuff. Culture wise. I know there is a lot. I mean, we left some things out. We'll talk about next time. And then we were going to talk about something new we're trying every week. So are you trying anything new this week? Well, because of you, did I tell you already? I no. I have tried the uh, the oil uh, the oil Ooh. pulling thing a little with coconut oil. Cool. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you buy the coconut oil from Trader Joe's. You know, in that glass jar. Yeah. It's t it's yummy that coconut oil. Like I, I almost feel like I'm not using the right thing because it actually kind of is kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of good. And the funny thing is, is I was doing it and Bernice kind of yelled at me. She's like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just do the water pick, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out now she's doing it a little bit too. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love I, influencing both of you. That's so rare. That's cool. Partly because it's kind of yummy, you know, so yeah. we've been scooping up this coconut oil. Also, that once you get over the texture, the flavor is not bad, but also apparently whitening your teeth a little in a natural way. So the water pick's not maybe doing that per se, unless it's like yeah. removing gunk. But I'm interested to see if it changes anything for you. I think it feels, it makes me feel really clean. I like it. I don't do it regularly enough. I'm, I'm only, do you do it every day? I do it, I would say weekdays. I don't, and the weekend sometimes I just can't be bothered, but I do it Monday through Friday. And what do you do it before going to bed kind of thing or for, or in the like, no, right. You... When I wake up, I do okay. it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cause it's removing it whatever bacteria. Cause I'm probably a mouth breather since I'm not. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. I do it in the evening shortly before brushing my teeth. And I think I even read that it's not necessarily good to brush your teeth right afterwards. Right. Did you see that about it? I've read a kind of the opposite, but I've read, oh. there's so many theories since it's such an old practice. It's like an Ayurvedic uh -huh. thing, but yeah. I read that you definitely do it before brushing because you're pulling everything out. And then after, it's really important not to swallow it because it could have all the bacteria from your like gums yeah. and throat and like tonsils yeah. or whatever. So I always think I want to brush right after if I just pulled out all that bacteria, you know? So I do brush after. The reason why they said it, to be careful about brushing is because it just may make your teeth and gums more sensitive, you know? And so you may, mm -hmm. that, was, that was what I had read. 
That makes sense. Yeah. I think research people and see about the brushing habits I can't advise yeah. on, but I do say the oil pulling feels good, whether it's, yeah. whether it's real or not, I like it. I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. It's certainly not harmful. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then I, what did I do? Oh, I started the new season of Abbott Elementary. That's out. Rachel loves it. And she's kind of gotten me into it. I don't usually watch comedies, but it's so funny. It's kind of like, it reminds me of the office or parks and rec where it's kind of like that documentary style feeling. Yeah. But it's in a DC school system. It's really funny. I've seen trailers about it, but speaking of what we're consuming, Bernice and I started watching Arrested Development, which we oh, never saw. Did you I see that? I haven't either. No, I've only watched an episode or two and it didn't fully stick. So I should probably try it again. You definitely should because it's a similar kind of feeling too, you know, as like a Parks and Rec. And 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 the cast is amazing. You know, it's, it's Jason Bateman, who I'm in love with. Yep. And Will Arnett. Who also uh, we love. Who we love. And Smartless Pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then all these great guests are on it. Um, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, mm -hmm. and um, Will Arnett is married to who? who? Who's he married to? Amy Poehler. I think Amy Poehler is on it. And, and um, it, it's just so fun. It, it's really ridiculous. Amazing cast. Yeah, David Cross and... Uh, and the guy, Better Call Saul. Uh, oh yeah, a, I love him. He has a few little episodes, and I'm and Carl Weathers, who recently died, is has has a little bit of a arc in in it. it. It's just really funny. Cool, yeah. So if anyone hasn't watched it, now might be the time. And then yeah. I I took some cooking classes. That was my other. Ooh. Which was part of my New Year's thing. Did you post a cooking class? Did I see? No, a I did post some food that I made. But uh, I didn't post. I made a meal with my friend Mia and her boyfriend Cole, who are both chefs, and they came over and kind of helped me. I got a new knife, and they helped me learn how to use it and how to use my cast iron skillet properly. We made a meal, and I did post pictures of the meal. So maybe nice. you saw What'd that. you make? What'd you make? We made some... I was just saying I'd only had radishes raw, and they were like, you can bake them. Wow. So we baked those. We also made crispy skin salmon in my cast iron skillet, which I have never made. And then what was the other thing we made? These mushrooms with like a yummy little garlic sauce under them. Nice. And Last night I cooked for myself. I, I made what myself. What did you make? I made myself a creamy mushroom soup for myself. Yeah. And what, what was the cream base? Cashew or like coconut? Vegan. I did very good. I, I used cash, some cashews, but I oh. also put a half an avocado in there. Yum. I put a, a small little potato in there, and I also put carrot and an app, a half an apple. Wow. The apple is kind of what's throwing me the most, not the avocado. Yeah. And it was, was it good? And I, I used a little bit of coconut milk also, and it was... I ate the whole thing. I thought I was going to leave it over and have some. It was fantastic. I'm going to have to make it again. We should start sharing our vegan recipes. Yeah, it was it was oddly amazing. Like I, I was I, I was shocked. So I'm definitely going to be making it for Shabbat. I love that. Oh, I need to come to Shabbat then. I need yes. to try the soup. Yes, exactly. Rachel's going to be gone for a few weekends, so I'll come. I'll be in need of some Shabbat family time, so I'll come. So you'll come without her? You mean you're you're going to come? I'm going to come without her because she's abandoned me to go to the okay. East Coast. Good. Okay. So Definitely. I'll come um, I'll come hang out with you guys and have dinner cool. with you guys. 
Just a shout out to Aliki and Rachel. This morning, somehow I deep dove down looking at their videos a bit. And they're they're so fun. Um, Aren't they? They really are. The you shopping like the, at Costco. And, yeah, the and, Costco is so good. Yeah. And um, the girlfriends who can't leave each other. I yes, really I know. I love those. The Costco ones have been blowing up right now just because it's like everybody loves Costco and has those parents. Um yeah. Rachel's Hey Free Samples and Aliki is Aliki Comedy. And their yeah. other friend, Emma Pope, is also in their friends video. So look up her as well. They're, they've got lots of stuff to make you giggle. Yeah. And I also like the one where she gets um, robbed by the two guys in hats. Oh, I know. That one's so good. Yeah. She And she really is a people pleaser. So that's probably how it would go. It's right. a, no. getting robbed as a people pleaser. And that's pretty yeah, yeah, accurate. Yeah. But I also, uh, just to shout out to you also, I, I like the one of you guys in the pool. With, oh. with that was that was pretty fun too just being goofy you know i love it i love it I'm i try to I keep was, it fun yeah it's really fun stuff i i really i really uh i, I had to stop myself and say okay let me let me because i just <laughs> you like kept, too, yeah. too deep i yeah. love it yeah, yeah yeah well that's something new for everyone to try this week go find those videos exactly. thank you guys for listening to gross anatomy thanks everybody have a good weekend or week. Well, you have a good weekend. Everyone else have a good day, whatever day of the week it is. And you know what? Take your pleasure seriously. Yes, that's the sign behind me in case anyone needs a reminder. Everyone needs to go. take their pleasure seriously. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. As a reminder, Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.